Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. We're back in the studio. (laughs) We have Hugh Hefner with us from Beyond the Grave. Hello. His name is Alexander Schieffer now, per everyone's request. Listen. A lot of people were like, put Alex on the show. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then he showed up in a bathrobe with a glass of wine and his own microphone. <laughs> he came prepared. Here's what happened. I was going to say thank you to Michelle, who sent us Starbucks gift cards. And why are you... Because I like Starbucks. I know, but you have to react. Nobody can see your face. Oh, my face was very thankful. <laughs> Thank you to Michelle. You just stared at me with an open mouth. <laughs> we want to say thank you to Michelle. And she sent you one for mm. milkshakes, me one for coffee, and one for Gio for puppuccinos. So sweet. And then, speaking of mail, this is how I was going to segue. We were hand-delivered our first piece of hate mail. Yes. And we posted it, and it caused quite a stir. Um, a lot of people were very angered because they did not understand the intention of my post. <laughs> Which and, was humor. Yes. Humor based. I was trying to joke. And uh, we have the the author here in the house to uh, read read a dramatic reading of said hate mail. Take it away. Yes. Hello. <laughs> they want to hear my voice. I know. Tell them, tell them what they want to hear. All about that. But they only heard like three words Mm -hmm. so i'm probably disappointing now that they hear it more (laughs) they're like oh never mind um okay could i should quit while you're ahead please read your hate mail well first i want to give some backstory before okay uh your fans yell at me more (laughs) um i listened to an episode where you guys said that you hadn't gotten any hate mail and i felt like that meant you hadn't made it (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so kind so, so you're here to I do the you, deed. I, I basically helped you make it. Okay, thanks. So I guess. Here we are. Now, now I'll uh, read this to you. 
Dear M and Christine. Yes, M has not heard this yet. No, I don't know what's coming. It has come to my attention that you feel you are overdue for some hate mail. I want to stop you already. It's, it scares me that you're looking me in the eyes as you read this, because usually hate mail is not something I get directly told in my face. So here we go. Next sentence is my favorite. Okay. Okay, then. Fuck you both. Yay. <laughs> now that I'm caught up on the podcast, I'm finally free from the guilt you pile on me for not being caught up. We do that often. I'm sick of you two ladling out your nonsense, much like a... Ladling. It's relevant. I'm sick of you two ladling out your nonsense, much like a slag pot ladles out molten slag. <laughs> Love it. And like a wise man would say, M and Christine, go home. <laughs> your father. That's my <laughs> Wise words. Your friend and brother. P.S. When, when will I be invited on as a guest? Hashtag. Give the people what they want. Wow, that was some foreshadowing, wasn't it? No, it's called Alexander forcing himself onto our podcast. <laughs> when it's, will you let me on the show? Oh, when you have to read this exact letter. It's also called, that's his vision board on that piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't you write that a while ago? I wrote that like a month and a half ago, and I was way too lazy to mail it. And then I remembered it was in my backpack. So I pulled it out and was like, here's your hate mail. He tossed it at me on the floor. That is vision boarding, though, because then all of a sudden people are saying, we want Alex on That's the show. true. It timed mm -hmm. out. You like, really did give the people what they want. But not everyone, because some people were very upset. And, and now we have a segment called... Mean tweets. <laughs> yeah, mean, mean Instagram <laughs> comments. I think that's trademark Jimmy Kimmel, so we'll call it rude tweets. <laughs> no, mean... Sad Alex. Sad Alex. <laughs> that's it. Okay. This yeah. was after I posted the post on Instagram saying, oh, we got our first hate mail hand delivered and showed the letter with Alexander in the background. So I assume people knew that the letter was from him. And I guess I didn't clarify enough. And people were so kind and came to our defense. But then they also cut him down <laughs> while doing it. <laughs> so here you go. Yeah. On the one hand, I was impressed and I was excited for you guys. Your fans are so passionate. Uh, but then I realized it was directed towards me. Um... Well, this one I want to defend myself. Someone said, it takes a certain type of negative energy for someone to be motivated enough to handwrite hate mail. <laughs> and I did handwrite it, but I was at work and I didn't have anything to do. So, so you were committed. Email. Yeah. Um, and then said someone that? said, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirsten Alley P. Okay. Yeah. Give them the credit. Yeah, that's right. For their hatred. Shame, <laughs> someone said, shame. who actually has the time? Crying, <laughs> laughing emoji. That was Darian with two R's and three I's. Alexander has the time, apparently. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Someone said, call their mom, which happens to be... Uh, My mom. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was Justin Please, P-L-Z. Thanks, Justin. Justin, please. Oh, Justine. Shoot. Justine. Oh, Justine. <laughs> I'm new to this. <laughs> and then someone said, take it as a compliment. They're the ones wasting energy. <laughs> Uh, it was Lindsay Naomi. <laughs> he or she can suck it. <laughs> there was Erica Endo underscore. <laughs> Hand delivered hate mail. Check the bushes. <laughs> Good suggestion. An awkward artist one. <laughs> I feel like he's in his bathroom, like reading like fireside chat letters. Like he really is in like a full blown. He like he's he's in a full robe right now. Yeah. Yeah. He he came. 
He wasn't wearing it before he knew he was coming on the show. <laughs> you guys, you guys were had like four blankets and were discussing who would wear what blanket <laughs> while you were recording. Who so are you I dressed the. <laughs> I'm wearing uh, Cincinnati Bengals, actually. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so I dressed the part, and okay, this is where I actually got offended Uh-oh. <laughs> because it was so true. Uh, Emily Goldhammer, or Goldhammer, said their penmanship could use some work. <laughs> Well, could it? Yes, but still. The truth hurts sometimes. Oh, someone said that face is looking mighty smackable right now. So what that means is they knew it was me, and they still (laughs) wanted to smack me. That was Mabama20. How funny, crying laughing emoji. Those chicken shits couldn't have a return address listed just in case you wanted to send your own hate mail. I'm going to send my own hate mail, and the reason it's called knocking on his bedroom door. Yeah, and the reason there's no return address is because it's also my address, <laughs> and I'll just mail it right back. And that was from Carrie underscore bomb. Thank you. Thank I you said for your Carrie sympathy. Underwood. I was like, oh, I, I was know. like, if Carrie Underwood is defending us, okay, but did someone just come straight out of third grade's first lesson in cursive writing, or <laughs> and then thinking emoji? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone's. No, oh, that was. Tay underscore Lorp. What kind of name is Lorp? Uh, <laughs> hate mail to the hate mail. <laughs> Coming back at you. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't realize Trump could write anything except his fucking name. <laughs> no, I hadn't seen that one until now. That's good. That's good. Thanks, uh, Norsky with a zero. Someone said, oh, crap. Hope you're both okay. We're not. What? No. Oh, God. What? We're seeing psychiatrists Most. about it. <laughs> Kim's... Kim Searle Crafts. Oh my god. Man, oh, there are more that I haven't... Oh, jeez. Oh, someone thought it was our dad. <laughs> so close. Well, he has shared yeah. a lot of hatred uh, for this show. That was pretty... Oh, someone said, oh man, more hate mail from Alex. Uh, wait, okay. what was the first one? I don't remember. Oh god, you're Probably so just the daily reminder. <laughs> but Aaron says, Aaron Copeland, Copeland says, your brother is so fit, though. Oh, fuck off, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I skipped my favorite. I was going to go back to it, but now's a good time. Trisha Rose 95 says, can I date your brother? No. Go ahead. No. And why not? Yeah. Two out of three, Christine. I'm a great uh, matchmaker. Someone said, WTF, no one told any of us that Alexander is hot? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh my God. This is amazing. Someone said they're- And now we're seeing your real- reason for getting on the show was just to uh, promote yourself did anyone oh, yeah. doubt that <laughs> um my instagram is schiefer 740 there it is i've gotten some followers thank you guys um, <laughs> oh I know, you're welcome i know i'm why you're here that's actually why we have the show mm-hmm. yeah just to match make for you it's about you really. yeah well actually i do need a date for crime con and christine's wedding i well see that can be a second date Oh. First date is CrimeCon, so that you have to come to CrimeCon if you want to make the wedding. And the second date is five months later. Don't forget to use the code ATWWD. That's right. I used it when I bought my t- ticket. <laughs> we just bought our plane tickets, guys. We're going to Nashville. And so is Alexander. Oh. Y'all. Yeah, Alexander will be there, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just for you guys. At least as of right now. And to all the women who wish they were, uh, I men. guess, me on that plane. Or men. Alexander. Who knows? Yeah, that's fine. Um, did you know you and I are going to be flying back together without Christine? Yes, I did. It's going to be our first real adventure together. And I still bought a ticket. 
I'm flattered. Thank you. You could have not done that. I really could have, <laughs> but I did not. Thank you. Uh, okay, I want to put my little spin on this and take this microphone back. Um, I actually laughed pretty loud when someone said, you should call their mom. Because I'm like, wait, that's my mom. And then I giggled to myself. And then I did call my mom, and I recorded the call. Uh, and my mom, I'll play that. I'll play just like a brief response. This is what she said. <laughs> Oh, she, that's a Shiva thing. I think it's a, this is where, unfortunately, the genes between your father and I didn't mix well, and the German humor is not working. Maybe your father for that one, not me. Blame God? Yep, blame your father. Mm-hmm. Well, blame your uncle. Either one's fine with me. And so then I decided to call my dad because I was like, well, he needs a chance to defend himself because my mom said, oh, this is your father's fault. Right. Of course. Not Alexander's. It's my father's. Right. At least it's not yours. I mean, uh, yeah. All in all, it's not my fault. So then this is what my father had to say about the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, I I have no idea where he got this stuff from. Uh, Maybe maybe he suffered a little bit under the uh, Los Angeles sun or, or what have you, but... Don't blame it. Don't blame it all on me. You know how that sounds to me? You know, that sounds to me, my daughter, who I love very much, that that you and Em are running out of uh, anything creative anymore, <laughs> that you have to call me. That's how low, low your podcast went, that you have to call me to get something, uh, some red meat. For your listeners or whatever, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. This is how bad it is out there. I think I have to come out there and do my own thing with Alexander probably together, you know? Anyway, so that's everyone. That's the Schieffer family input. I don't know why anybody needed any input, but, you know. It's family wanted, values. I wanted to give everyone a fair shot. We're all about family values here at ATWWD. Also, um, I think it takes a real man to read your own mean tweets so i thank you for putting on your robe and and your big boy pants all at once the compliments helped yeah <laughs> i sprinkled those in so when i was feeling down i'd bring myself back up yeah i figured i figured mm. as much it worked it worked <laughs> feeling pretty good thank you guys if only we had rights to the uh the trademark jimmy kimmel music behind the mean tweets yeah i was thinking of putting like some sarah mclaughlin or something back there oh yeah i'm sure in retroactively i know i put music under it so when it comes out you'll see why are you drinking m well oxenor what are you drinking tonight wine I'm drinking out of a wine glass. Alexander's drinking wine, and I'm drinking fucking water because I'm on this whole thirty. But this is the last episode we're taping where I'm not drinking. Huzzah! Thank God they've got they've been getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you've taken this too far. <laughs> Do you have a reason you drink this week? It was all that hate, honestly. Oh, good. Um, I'm glad we cleansed. The and air. all the the love I was getting. Oh. But I I do have a paranormal story that's not much of a story. Oh, great. And I'm going to give it quick. Since Way to sell it. Your episodes are like <laughs> two hours long sometimes, so you don't cut things. So I'm just going to say it since you don't cut things. Oh, just you while care. you're here, when in Rome. Got when it. When in Rome, yes. Well, I actually went to the most haunted place in Indiana. Ooh. If you actually Google the most haunted place in Indiana, mm-hmm. it's the first result. Wow. Yeah. That's how legit What is it, is. it called? It's called The Story Inn. Okay. Uh, it's about... I think 20 miles south of 
Nashville, Indiana, and you have to take this country road, and it's really scary. And I drove past it when I first went and couldn't find it because the town of Story, which was like a mining town, it like barely exists now. Oh, good. And it's basically just there for the Story Inn. Um, and my experience, well, I actually worked for, so my former boss at a record label where I worked, his parents run the inn. So we had our Christmas party there. Oh, cool. And I did not know it was haunted. But I went and my plan was to stay for the whole party and spend the night Mm -hmm. and then go home the next morning. Well... I showed up, and it was fine. It was creepy, but it was fine. And that's about it. <laughs> Did you feel anything? I was I was actually legitimately weirded out. Felt weird the whole time. And I'm not much of a paranormal person, so it's kind of weird looking back, realizing that it's haunted. But I was actually not feeling Safe. myself the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I... I Ended. I like went outside and took a walk around because I just couldn't be in that room. Oh, weird. Or in the yeah, like it was like anxiety inducing. Oh yeah. I mean, I have anxiety normally, so I don't know if it was just that, but no, I was really <laughs> weirdly uncomfortable. So I walked around. I wrote a note on my phone. That was it night. hate mail? No, it was just. <laughs> it was just me like ranting about being there because I was so uncomfortable. Like I legitimately wrote that night about how uncomfortable i was and that was i don't do that normally i like, mean i do like weird ghosts things made but you log your experience yeah, they were like tell us how it was instead of the <laughs> guest book you know i just wrote it on my phone and i went back in and i decided i can't stay i just didn't want to spend the night they had a place for me and that was the plan i said okay i'm gonna go and i had to drive back to cincinnati which was like two and a half three hours and it was like one or two in the morning when oh, I wow. left. And it was like middle of winter. It was, yeah. So I ended up leaving anyway. Everyone was like, why? Why don't you just stay? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to go. And I drove and on my way home, I got way too tired to drive. So I pulled off the highway and found a really sketchy lot that was like, there was nothing nearby except for a truck stop, but it looked abandoned. Oh, this... And so you would rather be there than in this inn. Yeah. And so I <laughs> okay, that's parked my enough. car and fell asleep and then eventually woke up and finished the drive home. Yeah, I would have not done that. Yeah. But I don't remember. There's like some ghost woman that is supposedly there. I'm Weird. not prepared, believe it or not. You see my robe and you're like, oh, he must be so prepared. <laughs> I, um, you were pre- prepared for vanity on a radio show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, that's so impressive because we both know you as a skeptic. So for you to be that wigged out and to leave at one in the morning and you'd rather sleep in an abandoned snowy lot. Mm-hmm. That's true. I yeah. mean, that's, that's proof enough to me. Okay, good. So I'm done. Oh, all right. Are you here with us for the whole show? No, I need my mic back. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm sorry, ladies and <laughs> gents. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the stats for this episode oh god and i'm because i'm gonna post about it obviously oh well and who then wouldn't? the stats will just my god your sponsors will be like what <laughs> what happened <laughs> we've never seen these numbers before actually maybe we should just make you do the ads now oh. maybe you'll just rake in the cash mm, that's a good idea mm. 
Um, I skip all your ads. So there it is. Am I allowed to say <laughs> that? Uh, am I allowed to say that? Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to, but you definitely did. So, uh, <laughs> whoops. Their ads are funny. We make them fun. Yeah, everyone listen to the ads. They're funny. <laughs> I swear. Okay, give me the headphones. Goodbye. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Um, <clears throat> why do you drink this week? I don't know why I drink. Um, oh, I drink for, like, it's... For me, it's a good reason. For no one else, it's like a big deal. I recently rediscovered Sister Act 2. <laughs> That's a great reason. And I forgot how life-changing Magical? that music is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole way here. You're like a good 45-minute drive. The whole way here, I probably just switched between two or three songs. Oh, my God. It's such a good movie. Yeah. That's fantastic. I also recently rediscovered my first crush I ever had, Miss Shania Twain. And <laughs> I thought it was whatever her name was. I've had a lot of Miss Applebaum or whatever. Miss Applebaum, whatever the fuck her name is from Matilda. Oh, Miss Honey. Miss Honey. Interesting. You told I us that a be, long time ago. I, you know, I did say that. Here's the thing. I was never like much of a playboy, like, like a what do you say, like a like a uh, a ladies man. Yeah, like a player. But like in my mind, I was dating like. 10 people at a time growing up and like miss honey and shania twain were probably at the same time oh sure got it so i recently discovered her music again so i've got my shania i've got my sister act what a combo it's a good time my car is an interesting place to be right now it sounds like it so anyway why do you drink um well in christine news i was um I decided, okay, so it was like 40 degrees the other day, mm -hmm. and I was, and I had guests visiting, and they were freezing, so I was like, I'm just going to turn the heat on in our house. I've never turned the heat on. We live in LA. We don't turn the heat on. 
but I was like, okay, I'm going to turn it on low. Turn the heat on. You know how when you first turn the heat on, like there's it like kind of smells like burning a little bit because mm-hmm. there's dust and stuff. What the fuck did you do? Well, okay. So what happened was I turned the heat on and everything was fine. Then I was like, oh, wait, there's a heater in our room, too. So I turned it on, but then I realized the whole dial was broken, so I just had to, like, poke at it and hope I was doing something. The whole cover fell off, so it's just all these wires, so I was just kind of poking at the wires. Um, and then, I know, that I know, everyone's like... <laughs> no comment. Just rolling their eyes. And so, then I was like, I need to take a shower. So I'm in the shower, and la-di-da. I'm like, why does it smell like smoke in here? Fuck, Christine. And I jump out of the shower and I realize Gio has left the room, which is not a good sign. <laughs> and I'm like, something smells like it's on fire. Well, I guess our heater was not prepared for to be turned on. Ever again. <laughs> probably ever. And probably me poking at it for 20 minutes didn't help. Um, and so as I like peek out of the door, the fire alarm in our bedroom, which I didn't know existed, starts blaring. And I'm like, uh-oh. Um, and so then I jump, I grab Blaze's nightstand and jump on it and I start like poking at it. But then I realize I'm naked cause I was just in the shower <laughs> and I realize like all our, all our blinds are open. So I'm just jumping up and down <clears throat> on Blaze's nightstand, knocking everything off and Love like it. poking at the thing and it's not turning off. And then the second I finally get it to turn off, the one in the hallway starts going off and my brother's like, what the hell is going on? So I grab my bath robe, speaking of robes, <laughs> and um, I pull out a rolling chair and I'm like, Alexander, fix it. And like he climbs onto this rolling chair and I'm like holding him in my bathrobe. And my two guests from downstairs are like, what is happening? And I'm like, I think something's on fire in my room. I don't know. I think the heater's on fire. Anyway, so it took us about a half hour of disabling. Was anything on fire that you could N- I don't find? think so. In, unless it was inside the giant furnace thing. Okay. But I'm imagining there was fire in the furnace. I poked out a lot until it stopped. All right. So I don't really know what happened. I'm a little scared. Well, but that... I, anyway, I jumped around a lot and I ruined Blaze's nightstand and I think all our neighbors saw me naked. So it's fine. It's like it's just been one of those weeks. I lived across the street from the same people for 20 years. They've seen a lot worse. I think. Yeah, I, I don't care. Although your friends were in town and so it was a double feature for me because i was meeting your best friends from college and Mm -hmm. meeting allison's best friends from college at the same time it was quite a doozy for you because in case you're starting at this episode like some of you like to do it and go backwards you and allison were college roommates with two other people as well yes so i met the whole gang so my worlds are colliding which is really weird to me it's just weird but yes yeah but i had a good time it was fun yeah super super it was fun except when i woke everyone up because I insisted on taking a shower and turning the heater on. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> there's no good segue out of that. All right. You want to hear a story? I mean, yeah. well, we're here. Just, so, I mean, I might as well. Whether or not you want to, it's kind of our duty now. Here is a story from Indiana, weirdly enough. Oh. Is it the story? No. Can you imagine, though, if I if that happened? That would have been. That would have been a game changer. Nobody would have believed you. The address to this place is 3860 Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Is that a song? Are you serious? I'm sorry. the town that knew me when. Nope. (laughs) Where's that from? The Music Man. Oh, which is weird because I love musicals. Never, never cared for that one. That's the only one 
I, I really like. <laughs> Fun fact, Gary is my father's name. Fun fact, Michael Jackson's from Gary, Indiana. That is a fun fact. Thank you. It is pretty fun. I think so. I'm pretty Quite fun. a thriller. I know what is fun and what is not fun. You're just going to ignore it, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, you just insulted my music man, so. Really, Michael Jackson is the music man. Yeah, last week you guys called him the king of Or no, you called Elvis the king of pop we're all kings of something <laughs> you're the king of boxed wine and that's okay what don't what why you have to say it's okay like that that's very patronizing <laughs> why would you think it's not okay <clears throat> no you're right it's fine it's okay yeah okay. no one's judging thanks the, yeah. your kingdom you're making me feel real you're real... oh i bet your throne is made of boxed wine that would be a good time that is something you need to make me at work done um, the house is also known as the House of 200 Demons. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Another fun fact. I was not expecting that. Um, although, I think that's a little dramatic. I mean, do you think it is? Because I think it is. I mean, they didn't line up for us to count them. That just seems really dramatic. It's a little too much for me. Anyway, it begins in 2011. <gasps> Why do you... I mean, I'm just always surprised when things are happening in this decade. Very recent. Yeah. I didn't know demons were still, like, doing their thing. Popping out. They do, every now and then. Okay. Um. So, the family, her name is LaToya. Mm-hmm. And she had three children, and her mother, Rosa. Um. I also want to clarify before I do this story that I am doing this story because it is very relevant and timely, and <gasps> you will see why at the end. We like timely. Also, relevant and timely are kind of the same word, so redundancy is not my thing. Okay. Redundancy is your thing. It is exactly my thing. (laughs) I'm just trying to avoid it, but I can't. So the story begins when they move into the house in 2011. I assume it was not called the House of 200 Demons then. Actually, that is exactly what it said in the classifieds, and LaToya was on it. (laughs) She was like, let's go. And Rosa was like, Rosa was like, bring it on. She's like, I'm not dead yet. Let's do it. (laughs) The classifieds. (laughs) That's where people look, right? Or like Zillow. I mean, (laughs) people definitely don't look. I mean, maybe in Gary, Indiana, they do, but. Maybe. Can you imagine going on like Trulia and it's like the house of 200 demons (laughs) and you and I are like, oh, that's our recording studio now. Zillow, like Zestimate. (laughs) (laughs) Zestimate free. (laughs) Your Um, soul. (laughs) Not funny. So uh, as soon as they move in, they start hearing noises that LaToya thought were footsteps on the basement stairs and creaks from the basement door. You have that experience with your cellar, don't you? Yes. Yes. The door. Not really steps, though. Um, in due time. Don't do. Don't put that on me. LaToya has also interviewed and given information to us. So a lot of this is to in us? quotes. To us specifically. I called her yesterday. I didn't. Oh, this <laughs> for is, a second I was like, this shut is... the fuck up. This is timely. <laughs> <laughs> it actually happened five minutes ago. LaToya is my friend. <clears throat> I was just kidding. I wasn't listening to Sister Act 2. I was talking to her on the oh, phone okay. on the way here. <laughs> um, she, so she has talked about this pretty openly since. Okay. And so there's a couple quotes that I'm just going to throw into this every now and then. She says that it started out as little things first, that it was, quote, streaks of bad luck, that things would go missing and then reappear and we would just blame each other. I think mm. we all know what that's like, LaToya. LaToya, we get it. Um, Rosa, 
her mama uh repeatedly woke up to a shadowy figure Mm-mm. and then when she got out of bed to face it because she's a badass rosa. rosa's got guns rosa she uh she would get out of bed to charge at it and she would find large wet boot prints <gasps> oh, on her floor that just gave me the creeps um on her oh was so, it carpet like wet boot prints oh can you imagine <laughs> oh the carpet oh but it's like oh the stains wet carpet. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's gonna leave a mark god i feel like <clears throat> monica from friends <laughs> oh i bet they left rings on the tables too <laughs> not using a coaster so at night they would hear the footsteps from the basement stairs and in the morning they would find muddy footprints from the basement leading to the middle of the floor so like someone was walking up the stairs scary because you'd think someone was in your house yeah it's like am i scared because you're a demon or because like you could actually be i'd probably be more scared someone was breaking in like burglarizing walking into my bedroom Mm -hmm, i think so um so they started seeing muddy footsteps but they would either start from the basement and end in the middle of the room oh my god or they would start in the middle of the room and lead to nothing like they would just stop in the middle of the so floor. as if someone like planted down in the middle of the floor and yeah walk. oh how creepy so they decided to put a latch on the basement door since that's where all the sounds are coming from and then they started hearing the footsteps either start at the bottom of the basement up to the stairs and oh would s- hear a door slam as if something tried to walk into it <gasps> or they would hear pounding on the locked door as if it was trying to get out of the room which oh. by the way it's a fucking ghost i can get through oh, goodness, I stop complaining it's just trying to like be intimidating um rosa also recalls seeing a swarm of flies appear on their porch in the dead of winter where no when no flies exist uh-uh i mean not like you know in the winter <laughs> i mean they exist somewhere just not in gary indiana <laughs> This is our resident uh, insect expert. I'm actually the crocodile hunter, but flies. But flies? (laughs) I don't know. The fly hunter. Um, So Latoya and Rosa said that the daughter, this was the beginning of the real spooky stuff. Um, The daughter, they went up. Do we know her name or no? No, none of the kids' names are known. All we know is that their ages were 12, 9, and 7. This had bears some resemblance to my story. Maybe this Just is the, the aftermath of your story. And then your story is the prequel to mine. Can't but work we're doing way, it out of order. You'll see. Oh, my. Okay, so. <clears throat> Unfortunately. The 12-year-old, who is the daughter, um, they went upstairs to her room and found her levitating above her bed. Uh. Unconscious. Uh-oh. Like, while she was sleeping, someone lifted her up. Um. Eventually, she descended onto the bed, and when she woke up, when she landed on the bed, she had no memory of it, because she was fucking unconscious, (laughs) (laughs) in case we forgot. And Rosa remembers, because she's also been interviewed, she remembers telling her daughter, Latoya, we need help, we need to talk to someone who knows how to deal with this. One, one, one instance in, and Rosa's ready. She's like, let's fucking call help. Rosa tried to charge at it. She clearly has seen some previous demons. She's like, you can. She's like, this isn't my first rodeo. No. Um. So I guess moving wasn't an option because Rosa's first thought was, let's get out of here. Yeah, I, I know. Like in the past, we said, why don't you move? And like a lot of people say, why don't these people just move? But it is true that like you have to get. You can't just yeah. necessarily move out financially. Financially, you just can't do it. I mean, even <clears throat> this lease, we we signed this lease for three years, and the thought of 
We could never afford to leave if it was haunted, you know? <laughs> well, it is haunted. Oh, God, I just jinxed myself. Um, Knock on wood. Can you open this? I don't want to break my nails. Wow. They're... they're LA has changed you. No, they're the they're the kind that that you don't like when they come off. Like, <gasps> I know. I don't Thank want to you. talk about it. Just drink your Lacroix. That's really pretty. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. Yeah. Um, so moving wasn't an option, so they performed their own cleansing ritual. That seems safe. Well, they did it off of the suggestion of the church and clairvoyance thought they knew. And wikihow.com. <clears throat> yes. And wiccahow.com. No! Yeah, there's a book called Wikipedia. That's... And it makes me so excited. Brilliant. I don't know how accurate it is, but I, I think about it often. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. I do. Well, because my stepmom, I'm like, oh, I should buy that for her. But then I'm like, she already knows everything in that book. I know, but it's a fun coffee table book. I know. I know. She's got a lot of weird shit on her coffee table already. So. Yeah, okay. Um, so they decided to do their own cleansing ritual where they burnt sage and read Psalm 91 out of the Bible while walking around the house. Um, they also, according to the church, they listened to the church's suggestion where they poured olive oil on the children's hands and feet and then smeared oil in the shape of crosses on their foreheads and then every window and door of the house. Okay. I don't know the significance of that, but I'm just going to roll with it. It's a thing in Catholicism. Cool. Also, it's a mess. Can yeah. you imagine getting oil <laughs> off the windows? <sighs> I don't want to. Um, so the clairvoyance, and this is a quote from Latoya. Uh, they told me that the original owners of the house were in a cult and did rituals there, both oh. human and animal. Human? Like human sacrifices. No! Yeah, Christine. No, no. Um, Animals. Quote, he said the house was infested with over 200 demons. Over 200. And that it was so dark in the house from all of the spirits that he could barely see when walking through. Holy. Yeah, it was a um latoya said nothing happened for the next three days but then things obviously got worse as they do the kids eyes began bulging they had evil smiles <laughs> and their voices deepened every time they spoke oh my God. no um latoya said that she felt weak lightheaded and warm and the youngest boy would sit in the closet and talk to a boy named trey that nobody could see Uh oh. and uh so that was his thing and then the other son was uh, able to describe what it feels like to be killed. Uh, uh, what? <clears throat> so Rosa, who's probably fucking fed up, by the yeah, way. She's like, Trey, stop talking <laughs> to fucking Trey. He's not real. <laughs> she said the seven-year-old boy flew out of the bathroom as if he had been thrown. And one time one of the headboards cracked in half <gasps> and smacked into the daughter's head, causing a wound that needed stitches. Oh, no. So it's like actually injuring them. Yeah. The 12-year-old girl said that she sometimes felt like she was being choked and held down so she couldn't move or speak she said she heard a voice that um she heard a voice in the middle of the night before she would go to bed that told her that she would never see her family again and <gasps> wouldn't live another 20 minutes oh can you imagine the trauma as God. a kid hearing that some nights it was so bad that the family would sleep in a hotel why didn't you just move into the hotel finally finances yeah who can afford to move into a hotel um so finally, in desperation, they they went to the family physician, uh, which led to a child services investigation of abuse. Yeah, I mean, she got her head bashed in. Um, well, also, they didn't believe them that there were ghosts. So they just thought that their mom was doing all this. I mean, I know, but like you yeah. have to if a kid comes in with yeah mysterious injuries, you know? So um, 
Did I ever tell you how that what happened to me when I was little? Yes. Your mom. Wait, which part? The one that she like doesn't like you telling people because she's afraid she'll like get oh, kicked no. out of the country. No, not that one. <laughs> but we'll save that for another day. What? Um, no, I went to the pediatrician and I bruised really easily. And I guess I my legs were covered in bruises one summer because I just bang them up all the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, she made my mom leave the room and was like, are your parents ever like mean to you? And I was like, oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she was like hmm are they ever really mean to you and i was like yeah they're actually horrible and she was just like um do they hit you and i was like no why would you say that and then i realized i was covered in bruises from like (laughs) just being clumsy anyway my mom was furious but my mom used to think that the babysitter was beating me up because i have apparently it's called mongolian blue spots what where when i was born i just for the first like year random blue patches would just show up on my body oh. and they looked kind of like bruises but they were brighter blue or something are you an alien no i'm mongolian oh that explains it duh but uh she thought the babysitter was beating me and she just like i think they fired her oh okay. i'm not sure what happened my mom fired her i mean so. i'm fine <laughs> listen we're fine we're obviously not <laughs> i mean we have this podcast Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special 
special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. So, uh, so at this point, now that Child Protective Services is involved, although here they call it the Department of Child Services, so DCS instead of CPS. Oh, okay. Whatever. It's the same thing. Gary Indiana likes its own rules. Yeah. They play by their own game. Um, so a lot of things at, at this point now get recorded as child service reports. Okay. Oh, interesting. So, um, and they also got interviews from like medical staff and everything because they're at the hospital right now. Right. Um, so the sons started cursing out the doctor in demonic voices and the youngest boy was lifted and thrown into the wall with nobody touching him. Oh. And this is literally in a child services report. Uh, oh, shit. The boys abruptly passed out at the same time and woke up in the hospital. One of them was fine. And the other started screaming and thrashing. And it took five men to hold him down. So he had like inhuman strength. Uh-oh. Um, and that's also part of the report. Also in the same report, quote, Hospital personnel examined Latoya and her children and found them to be healthy and free of marks or bruises. A hospital psychiatrist evaluated Latoya and determined she was sound of mind. So even child services is like, we don't know what's going on. That's terrifying. The seven-year-old boy started growling and had his teeth showing. His eyes rolled back in his head. He stared at his brother when his eyes came to, and he began to growl again, saying, it's time to die. I'm going to kill you. Uh, Oh, no. The nine-year-old boy, in response, had a weird grin. Oh, my God. Looked at everyone in the room and walked backwards up a wall to the ceiling. What? He then flipped over and landed on his feet. And yelled, parkour. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Quote from his grandmother. uh, He walked up the wall, flipped over, and stood there. There's no way he could have done that. And then a doctor said he glided backwards on the wall and on the floor, wall and ceiling. What the fuck? According to also a police report. So there's a lot of records saying that this literally happened. Holy shit. Um, so then after the kids went home, more things began to happen. Can you imagine? (laughs) For example, a dog would bark in the kitchen, even though they had no pet. Great. Um, The blinds and walls started dripping a weird, clear oil. Um, The children became violent, obviously, spoke in tongues and convulsed. Uh, A lot of people can excuse away the convulsion since one of them was around the age that kids are still having seizures Mm. for no reason at all. Um, The spirits, if that's what we're calling them, would keep them up all night throwing things and moving things in the home. So they kept hearing furniture and things crashing into walls. A bottle levitated and wobbled before being thrown at Latoya. Um, Horseflies fell dead on the porch in dozens and were swept away to to reappear in the same spots the next day. Um, Latoya said, we all had to stay in the same room because if I let one of the children go to the restroom, it would pick them up and hold them high and then throw them down onto the ground. Oh my God. One time Latoya went to grab her Bible and saw a shadow from hell, her quote, a shadow from hell, stare her down from the other side of the room, keeping her from wanting to grab her Bible. Oh, it was blocking it? Yeah. Oh, no. Lamps and vases were thrown out of empty rooms and smashed onto the ground in front of them. So, like, imagine looking into an empty room and then something flies out of it and crashes at your feet. Ugh. 
During one visit, quote, one of the... Oh, this isn't a quote. This is me quoting myself. <laughs> what if we just started quoting ourselves? <laughs> quote, I'm awesome, unquote. Um, <laughs> quote, I'm drunk, end quote, Christine. Yep, standard. Um, quote, unquote. <laughs> during the... During one of the visits, um, child services and police both had their recorders malfunctioned. And another, um, another time they actually got on footage, a recording, an audio recording of someone whispering, Hey, um, they also watched a Febreze can lift into the air and then get hurled at them. And then this is a quote, caseworkers, medics, and law officers have all given eyewitness testimony of seeing Latoya's three children being thrown across the room, flung into furniture and walls. They have witnessed them convulsing and speaking in satanic tongues. Oh my God. Um, that is crazy that police reports. I know. And medical and child services. So like literally everyone that could try to cause a problem for you are all agreeing that you're in the right. Jeez. Um, Latoya also said... One time we were running from the house in fear. As we were running, it picked up my oldest boy and threw him off the porch and it flipped him over. My youngest son said he saw an old woman who he had seen before with a bow and arrow aiming at him to shoot him. A bow and arrow. How creepy, dude. That's like some American horror story shit. Apparently, the old woman that he saw had red eyes Mm -mm. um, and had only been seen by Latoya's children, but nobody else. But all of them could confirm that they had seen her at different times. These poor kids. Um, they the youngest one was see, seeing a boy named Trey. He would sit in his closet and talk to Trey for hours. And uh, Latoya said, "We don't know if that's his real name or a name he just came up with." But Trey would tell him to do bad things to hurt <gasps> people, and then would describe him the same way. So he was like seeing a physical person there. Oh. Um, the clairvoyant at the time had also warned, this is why LaToya took it seriously. The clairvoyant had told LaToya that a boy and his mother had been brutally murdered in or near the house. So she knew that information before. And then they were coming to her about someone named Trey and a woman. So it sounds like mother and son. Jesus. Um, she didn't know if that was like true. Like maybe the clairvoyant was making it up, but she did get confirmation from the chief of police that there was such a murder right next to her house. Um, so a (sighs) mother and son definitely were murdered near her house. Um, the next day on her younger son's eighth birthday, child services did an emergency stop and took the children into custody just in case. Cause they were like, we don't fucking know what's going on. Yeah. Um, at that point, um, at the hospital, the chaplain at the hospital that had watched this happen to the kids called Reverend Michael Maginot. Magino. Magino sounds more realistic, right? Well, how do you spell it? M A G I N O T. Magino? Magino, I guess. Yeah. That's what we're going to call him. Sure. So, uh, called Reverend Magino and was like, you need to perform an exorcism on these children because they're walking on my fucking ceiling. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Reverend Magno went to their house and after a four hour pre-interview at the home, he was convinced that there were demons in the house. Um, the child service caseworker went over to the house also just to check on the condition of the home and asked police officers to come with her. So they were taking pictures and recording samples of all the property And they actually, one of the cops that was on that tour took a picture that is going kind of viral right now 
of it looks like there's a woman standing on the porch <gasps> staring at you what wait um, a cop took this photo yeah holy shit um they do say that it's not one of the professional on record photos however he did take this photo at this property while this was happening and people are very excited about it do i get to see it um yeah okay here's the picture i searched for house of 200 demons ghost oh sure okay. and then google image so this is the front of the house and nobody was in the house when he took this picture ah ew so it definitely looks like there's a woman there right it looks like there's something it looks like a a, a a figure a human it looks like it could be a mannequin but there's no one or like a skeleton Accor- yeah according to him though there was no nothing on that porch that should have made that picture but it looks like she's like even pushing like the curtains away to like <gasps> check on i didn't notice that with the arms oh god okay so who knows but also it's going kind of viral right now so so timely so timely hashtag timely so um also anyone that actually worked on that case around this time within the same week ended up having some sort of electrical um malfunctions on something in their personal lives like their phone or their car um the chief of police actually his personal car not his cop car but his personal car um, that he drove up because he wasn't on a professional, like, tour. Right. He was just, like, kind of accompanying the caseworker. Um, he went back to his car and the seat was broken in half in his car. What? And the mechanic, because he brought it back, said that the motor had just fallen apart in his car. So it would have actually caused an accident had he not checked it ahead of time. So, like, there were all these, everyone went through something that could have caused the them seat harm. seat broken, too? Like, it was, like, one of those, like, motorized reclining seats. Oh. And the motor itself had just, like, fallen out. Oh, the, and the motor whole, of the seat. Yeah, and I so the whole... The car. I was no. like, oh, no. But so the whole seat, like, wouldn't move up or forward. But had he been driving, he might have, like, gone backwards. And... Oh. But so each of them kind of went through some sort of electrical malfunction that would have caused an accident. Like, it was, like, all of them were somehow in danger or attached oh, to a potential shit. danger. Um... The child service um, looked around the house and so they didn't notice anything. Because also the, the photo, they hadn't looked at any of the pictures or anything. They just got a vibe, I guess, that it was safe enough for the kids to go back. Right. Um, so the kids came back, but they were going to a psychiatrist. And the daughter told the psychiatrist that she saw shadowy figures in the house. And she also had gone into trances twice on her own. Oh, my God. And the sons told the psychiatrist that the doors would slam and start moving around on their own. Um, Latoya herself was also examined by the psychiatrist who has said that she, quote, does not seem to be experiencing symptoms of psychosis or thought disorder. Wow. Um, So the caseworker for child services went through their house again and she found some of that oozing oil liquid in the house and she was finding it on like... Um, the blinds on their windows and on cracks in the wall and like in puddles in random places. And she just touched it to see what it was. And she said it felt really sticky, even though it like it was slippery, but sticky at the same time. Um, 10 minutes later, she went into a full blown panic attack and said that her finger was burning. The one that she touched the oil oh, with. Oh no. Her finger was burning. She looked at her finger and it was white as if it had been blistered over and then she said that her whole shoulder went numb and her arm felt like it was broken. 
Well, that's fucking awful. So did they test the oil at all or not really? Not I not that I could find. But so she also happened to go through several experiences where she almost got into big accidents. That's awful. Within the month after she went on that last tour. So she had in literally 30 days afterwards, she had experienced broken ribs, broken hands, broken ankles and third degree burns. So multiple oh. accidents had tried to oh. get her throughout the, the month after she ankles Jesus. Yeah. so the priest that was looking around the house and um uh magino yeah, yeah, um he told the police that he wanted to check under the dirt um under her her basement to make sure that there weren't any pentagram or personal objects that might have been left if this was like a ritualistic area right um so the police oh right they could have like hidden like a yeah oh, how creepy okay so the police uh went down to the basement which still had a dirt floor and dug a hole beneath the stairs and they found a pink press-on fingernail no a white pair of underwear a no. women's underwear no 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 um they didn't say women's underwear they said panties, panties. but god forbid i just want to vomit why i hate that fucking word what? Okay. i don't know i don't know and then the word moist, moist panties. Ugh. Literally, when Blaze's little brother came, he's in high school, and we were playing a game, and he kept saying, he kept answering every question with moist panties, and I didn't get it. And Blaze said, apparently it's a thing, because they're two terrible words that everyone hates, and so now people say them to bother each other. Ugh, they're horrible words. So there we go. We're cool and hip, like high schoolers. Yay. Wow, I miss being in high school. With your boyfriend, Tristan. Oh. <laughs> He was on the football team, guys. You know what? He was a good boyfriend. I'll tell you that. He was also not interested in me. So we did a really good job of uh, faking it till we made it, I guess. Except we never made it. We broke up. Faking it till you break up. <laughs> Fake it till you break it. Um, <laughs> Fake it till you break it. So they found a press-on fingernail, a white pair of women's underwear, um, an object that looked like a weight for a drapery cord. I don't know what that fucking means um a wait for a drapery cord okay yep i didn't read that wrong yep and then a political shirt pin like a political pin for your shirt a lid for a small cooking pan socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles ew it's like ankle oh, socks oh oh like like leg warmers yeah but i think they were clearly socks first oh ew like homemade leg warmers <laughs> um and then candy wrappers and a heavy metal object that they could not identify so like just a weird assortment Ew, that of shit is literally the most random shit although i will say i'm wearing white underwear and have press on na- pink press oh, on nails good we'll just dig you in a hole then and leave you there okay okay to leave one object of mine behind yes at a time we'll also cut off half of your socks oh right we got to do that first um, so the police said that they wouldn't, the police were so freaked out because apparently the clairvoyant or the reverend, um, when they found all the stuff in the basement, apparently one of the old rituals, if that place were cult-like, yeah. um, is that each of those items might've been something that meant something to other, to a person involved. <gasps> so they might've all been leaving their mark. This fingernail means a lot to me. <laughs> yeah actually this candy wrapper did me in <laughs> um so the police actually said that they were so freaked out that they wouldn't even stay in the house past dark oh my god and priest or reverend magino did a quote intense blessing and performed a minor exorcism he could not do a major one because it was not backed by the catholic church 
Oh. Um, so he, like, unless the bishop approves it, then you can't technically do an exorcism. Oh. Just um, a mini one. Just like an itty bitty one. A like a baby. Like a snack. Like snack size. Fun size. Fun size exorcism. A fun size exorcism, yes. The whole time he was doing this snack sized exorcism whatever we just said fun size fun sized um people said that they felt like someone was in the room with them and someone was breathing down their neck the whole time trying to get them out of there um the reverend told latoya to look up the names of the demons that were tormenting her because each name has like kind of like how when they say the name of the demon to cast them out Mm -hmm. it's like more powerful with a name um they said since each demon has a name and a personality if he knew the names he would be able to address them and get them out better how would she look them up though so she looked up the demons on google wiki (laughs) how.com on wikipedia wikipedia um and she just searched demons that represented the problems that her house was having so like um there were flies so our favorite beals showed up beals above Mm -hmm. beals (laughs) Good old Beals. Good old Beals. Always trying to make that nickname stick. It's I never, know. It's never going to work. Bubby. Bub. It's never going to work, Bub. Um, so he... Uh, so they were looking up all the different demons and the computer kept shutting down. And she said that she felt sick and lightheaded every time she tried to research something like it didn't want her to know. Um, so she found Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. Not the shitty movie remake that's coming out. Um... And after the minor exorcism, the reverend said that the bishop finally gave him permission to perform a a life-size exorcism. (laughs) A life-size? King-size. A king-size exorcism. King-size. Family-size. You know, everyone's the king of something. I'm saying. And the bishop's the king of exorcisms. Yep. And Beelzebub is the king of flies. And I'm the king of boxed wine. How sad for me. (laughs) Your throne my throne um so the ritual was basically the same as a minor exorcism but it was more powerful because it had the backing Mm. and ultimately he performed three major exorcisms two in english and one in latin oh great and he said he could tell how strong the demons were because of how much latoya convulsed oh how awful when he was performing the exorcism on her so she said she felt something inside her was trying to inflict pain it was different from a natural pain but still as intense as giving birth and she oh. said that she felt like all of her limbs were trying to tear themselves off. How fucking unfair. Uh-huh. She already gave birth. Leave her alone. Three times. Leave her the fuck alone. Eventually, she passed out, which, according to the reverend, is the demon's way of lessening the ritual's effect. Because it's like if she's not conscious to expel the spirit. It can just, like, It can just hang her. out there. Oh, no. So It I'll, sucks because it's better for her because she's not, like, I know. convulsing in pain. But, ugh. So, uh, one of the assistants to the Reverend during the, um, exorcisms came up with a backup plan in case Latoya had any problems after all of this, where she wrote the name of a demon on a piece of paper and tucked it into an envelope and then surrounded it with blessed salt and said if she had, if Latoya had any more problems, she would burn the envelope. Latoya did have more problems Mm -hmm. where she complained of having nightmares of something trying to like quote seep into her brain oh god so she called the assistant and the assistant burned the envelope and saved the ashes to burn later in a church and after that the nightmares ended wow so they performed one final exorcism and latoya and her mother um felt fine afterwards drove back to indianapolis where they now live away from the house and everything is supposedly okay thank god 
the only reason that I chose to do this story and why it is so timely is because the most recent update to this house is that it got bought for $35,000 and destroyed. Oh. Ask me who bought the house and who destroyed it. Who bought it? Your favorite douchebag. No. ZB. He did not. He did. He bought it for 35 grand and destroyed it on the spot. And the demolition was for a documentary releasing this year called Demon House. And you know what else? He definitely drove the wrecking ball and yelled the whole time as he knocked down the house. Wow, he's such a fucking class act. And he was also wearing acid wash jeans. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? I mean... Did he have frosted tips while he was at it? Jesus. I'm trying. Did he shotgun on its grave? I'm so <laughs> trying to, to paint a picture for everyone. Um. So, Zach Baggins, who is the lead investigator of Ghost Adventures. And my true love slash true hate. Mm-hmm. Your frenemy for life. My frenemy. Who he, do- he doesn't know no, he because does, he, he blocked you. He really doesn't give a shit about me. His quote was, something was inside that house that had the ability to do things that I had never seen before. Things that others carrying the highest forms of credibility couldn't explain either. There was something there that was very dark, yet highly intelligent and powerful. I mean, that's great that he got rid of it. He also interviewed numerous police officials and the actual caseworker from Child Services for his documentary. Whoa. He would not say whether or not he interviewed the family, but LaToya has said in interviews, quote, when you hear something like this, don't assume it's not real because I lived it. I know it's real. <gasps> LaToya, you poor thing. And Demon House, his trailer, Zach Baggins' trailer for Demon House is now out. It looks <gasps> very Blair Witchy to me. Ooh, okay. All right. Ready? Oh, yeah, we're not even going to intro this. We're just going to jump right in, huh? Intro it. You just went, all right, ready? Is that your intro? Well, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I wanted a, a little... All right. A little razzle-dazzle. I literally don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know. What did you say? I, thought, I don't know. I think I said, you want a story? Well, that's not <laughs> much more razzle-dazzle. I don't know. Okay, well, do you want a story? Yeah, now I feel satisfied. God. Okay, so this is the Richardson... Now you have me all (laughs) self-conscious. Okay, take it away with your story that I'm so ready for now. I really am ready. I feel like you're... No, I'm I'm not. Mocking me. No. Are we having a fight? Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is the Richardson family murders. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about that. Okay, so per this usual. was suggested by Alex Danielle, and then on Twitter uh, was suggested by at my nightmare. Oh well, okay. And also, two of a kind and true crime did it in their third episode way back when, and that was the first time I had ever heard of it. Oh, cool. Okay, so, so lots of feedback, lots of lots of <clears throat> suggestions. This takes place in your favorite country <gasps> not russia <laughs> not russia last week you were like in my country russia. Oh, in my homeland oh my god okay whatever not russia but canada Oof. okay i'm ready in medicine hat i love it alberta uh, oh i don't love that noise <laughs> i i'm sorry i was trying to contain it okay so settle yourself in i oh yeah i'm here Let's go back to 2006. Let's. Oh, let's not. Actually, though. can we 14 stay? 14 was a rough one. Can we stay here? I don't. I, I don't want to. No. 
2006 was not. Let's pretend it happened now. Okay. No, sure. let's not, because I don't want this to be happening now. Neat. 2006, MySpace was at its heyday. Mm. That's all I remember. Everyone was ironically bullying each other for having a Zango while also having a Zanga. Totally. I had a live journal, rice pudding nine. Stop it. <laughs> Is its little graveyard out there somewhere? Could someone yes. potentially still go look at rice pudding nine's live journal? Yep, it's out there, guys. You know, it was a big thing back then, too, was that instant message. AIM. AIM. Did you say AIM or AIM? Okay, I said AIM. I always said AIM, too. Okay, good, because some people are like, it's called AIM, and I'm like, it's also called, we're in 2018, so it <laughs> It's also matter. called AOL Instant Messenger, loser. <laughs> America Online, okay? <laughs> America Online Instant Messenger. Suck it. If you want to get real weird with it. I do. So we're back in 2006. We're right. all really self-conscious and... I've got a lot of acne. Developing body hair. Yeah. I mean, if you're not, you know, in your 20s, you were probably... I'm wearing checkered pattern shorts somewhere in the Me world. Me too. Yep. Everyone was. Who wasn't? Oh my God. The double collar. Oh God, yes. Double Puka collar. shells. Okay, let's stop. All right, let's stop. Everything. Okay, let's stop this podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, anyway, on 1 p.m. on April 23rd, 2006, a six-year-old boy went to his friend Jacob's house to see if he wanted to play. He peered in the windows, and instead of seeing his friend, he saw the bloody bodies of Jacob's parents, Mark Richardson, 42, and his wife, Deborah, 48, oh, on no. the basement floor. Oh, no. Six years old. Oh, no. So he had to go tell somebody. Yeah, a shrink. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, when police arrived, they found um, the parents in the basement stabbed to death. And then they went upstairs and found eight-year-old Jacob's body in his bed. Mm. His throat had been cut from ear to ear, and he was surrounded by blood-spattered toys. So police looked around the house. They found no sign of the family's daughter, 12-year-old Jasmine. So they thought she may have been abducted Um so they put out an Amber Alert for her. The Amber Alert was sent out. Um, and meanwhile, police investigated her school locker and quickly realized she wasn't a victim, but a suspect. Oh, and she's how old? 12. Ooh, all right. So uh, police were obviously shocked. Um, her name, she's known as JR because Canadian law prevents young offenders like minors from being identified mm -hmm. um so jr and her boyfriend jeremy allen steinke steinke were arrested the following day in saskatchewan okay and here's what went down okay they kind of had to work backwards to figure out what the hell happened all right so jasmine age 12 jr as she's officially known <clears throat> uh she and her boyfriend jeremy had met a few months before uh, at a rock concert or a metal concert or some sort of music that was popular in 2006. Uh-huh. And they uh, stayed in contact via vampirefreaks.com. Oh, me too. <laughs> Same. That's how you and I met. Good old 2006. <laughs> yep. Rice Pudding Nine, the vampire freak. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Rice Pudding Nine. <laughs> Yeah, they also communicated on a Canadian social networking app called Nexopia. Why wasn't I on that? Well, it's still there if you want to get on it. Uh, everyone find me there. 
<laughs> okay. Um, <In> 2006. <laughs> so Jasmine's username was Runaway Devil. Definitely cooler than Rice Pudding Nine. Yeah, you knew she was edgy. She was edgy. Your parents were afraid to invite her to the party. Yes. When I was 12, man, my username would have been like... Eyeliner Extreme. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just, are you good? <laughs> I was not allowed to wear eyeliner at age 12, I'll tell you what. Okay. Um. Anyway. So they, <laughs> her profile claimed she was 15 years old, even though she was only 12. Ooh, rebel and, rebel and her user page ended with the text welcome to my tragic end this was that was literally in my buddy alert to, like totally my, like, my away, away message. message yeah this was me at age 15 she was just like a little early welcome to my what and my tragic end oh yeah i'm pretty sure that's a my chemical there. romance lyric that i also had in my away message or everyone's live journal post whatever also rice pudding nine definitely put that somewhere <laughs> welcome to my rice pudding end <laughs> my tragic rice pudding it really takes the edge away if you you know uh. guys just say rice pudding anywhere in your really intense sentence Stop. and it's gonna deaden it a little bit <laughs> it deadens a lot okay um according to jasmine's friends her parents had punished her for dating jeremy and did not approve of their relationship because he was 23 years old. Whoa! And she was 12. Okay. So obviously they did not approve and she did not like that. They'd be bad parents if they didn't. Right, exactly. If they did approve, yeah. Um, so shit just gets weirder from there. Oh. Her friends also, uh, for obvious reasons, didn't approve of their relationship. Uh, Jerry cl Jeremy claimed he was a 300-year-old werewolf. <laughs> oh, here we go. He said he liked the taste of blood. And he would often carry a small vial of blood around his neck. I don't know where the blood came from. I don't understand. Um, but apparently he adopted the persona of a 300-year-old vampire. And she was... So he's Jacob. Yeah, before that was a thing. So he wrote Twilight, actually. He's actually the inspiration for Twilight in okay. a much more upsetting, violent Also, uh, Bella is fucking 12. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, she lied about her age, too, but only by three years, not by, like, two. Well, so did Edward. <laughs> it's like, I'm old. That's true. I'm this is just uh, the prequel to the prequel of Twilight. Yeah, so she lied. Right, so she, Jasmine lied by three years. He lied by, like, 200 and... Can you imagine if you're like, oh, I'm 15, heh, heh, heh. Really, I'm 300, heh, heh, heh. That's some it's Little Red like, Riding Hood shit. Trying to one-up you. Um, yeah, so Jasmine became infatuated with Jeremy. He was goth, and she kind of adopted the same goth persona. Um, their posts were deleted, ultimately, from Nexopia, but you know that I am an internet sleuth. I can't wait and to I see track what you found. this shit down. Um, it, it was I, not that hard. I just like to use the word sleuth. Oh, okay. Um, so some of the messages that transpired between them. I, I'm so excited. She messaged him, are you stalking me? Because that would be super. <laughs> That's what you say to Fallout Boy all the time. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're not. Please, please <laughs> leave us alone. Uh, he once posted the following. Buckle up. She continues to thank that I came into her life to help her out and stop what they keep trying to shout. Oh, P.S. This is a poem. Oh, okay. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Their throats, I want to slit. 
They will regret the shit they have done, especially when I see to it that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment. And post-Zenga. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever this is, next, Nextropia. Nextplanon. Nextplanon. Just kidding, so, that's the name of my birth control. Oh. But, <laughs> I don't know. What well, that saying. is your tragic end then, isn't it? <laughs> so I... <sighs> okay, just keep going. Okay. If I have a question, I'll ask later. Some of her musings included here. You know how? Okay. So I used to take these quizzes because I don't know who didn't, but they were like quiz it, uh, personality quizzes. And you'd like answer like last time you cried, favorite right. food, whatever, and post it on your MySpace. Oh, you mean you would post a bulletin on MySpace of your like that whole like surveys? Yes. It was a survey bulletin yes. is what they were called. Sure, yes. yes. You post them in your... Every day I did them. On your page. They were my favorite. Yeah, I think they were every, like, vain child's favorite because you're like, let me tell you all about, as if anyone read them. Name of the last person you texted. Exactly. As yeah. if anyone ever read mine and actually cared, but... I read my crushes, and then I was always jealous that they were, like, someone would be like, oh, I was texting... A hundred percent. Dan, and I'm like, who the fuck is Dan? And then I would be trying to, like, subtly say something to my crush and they would like obviously yeah. never oh, read it the whole point of it was to subtly say shit to your crush yeah or like last time i cried and i'd always go last night and then i was like that's not like later i was like why do i always say i'm crying but i want <laughs> to now be... you always say you're sweating <laughs> i always <laughs> imagine I... if people did fucking myspace bulletin surveys today when was the last time you sweat? And you'd be like, oh my God, when wasn't I sweating? <laughs> 24-7. Listen, maybe I have gland issues. I don't know. I don't know. Stop it. I feel attacked. Okay. Um, if anyone on Facebook wants to start a uh, bulletin survey for I us definitely have some of those still saved from I'll like I'll literally fucking do one right now. On Facebook. <gasps> Let's do them. Nobody cares. That's the thing. But what if we didn't and that's why we drink themed bulletin survey like... Most interesting serial killer. Is that too dark? We talk about ourselves constantly. Everyone knows enough. Okay. I st I'm too vain. I still like to talk about myself after all this time. All right. Her musings included, have you ever been arrested? Not yet. <laughs> and have you ever cheated on one? Have you ever cheated on someone? Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Many years ago. You're 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> you cheated on, like, your fucking You're, teddy bear? Like, you what cheated do you on your fucking math quiz? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, You're five. Oh my gosh. Many years ago. Many, but also that was so the scene back then. Like at 14, people are saying, oh yeah, so forever ago, I got my heart broken when you were like, what, 13 and a half. Yeah, but 12. I know. But I also remember being 12 and I, I know she meant it. She Many somehow meant ago. it. Oh my God. No, she, she just wanted to like seem cool. I think like seem badass. I feel like I would have fallen for she it. She was also pretending I, she was 15. So, Hmm. As, okay, so as their relationship grew and her parents disapproved, um, they started exchanging emails such as she would send him, I have this plan. It starts with me killing them and ends with me living with you. Oh. She was obviously upset that her parents had forbidden her from dating him, um, was furious, and was deeply in love with him. And he replied, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with, like, details and stuff. Oh, shit. One night, they watched their favorite movie, Natural Born Killers, oh. whose characters uh, become lovers and mass murderers and kill one of the characters' own family members, and that's when they decided it was time to act on their plan. Yeah, that was their 
their aha moment yep and that was their favorite movie uh jasmine and jeremy entered jasmine's home uh wearing jeremy was wearing a neoprene mask and carrying a knife he stabbed jasmine's mother 48 year old deborah richardson 12 times including a 12 centimeter deep piercing to her heart Uh, her husband jasmine's father mark heard his wife screaming came downstairs to help and was attacked by jeremy who stabbed him 24 times (gasps) including nine times in the back then jasmine and jeremy went upstairs to her brother's room eight-year-old jacob who was laying in his bed hiding and oh no and and they did it. They, he pled for his life saying, he pleaded for his life saying, I'm too young to die, she said were his last words. Oh, uh, And asked why she was doing this. She stabbed him five times. Um, and she stabbed him five times um, and later said that he emitted a gurgling sound as she stabbed him. Oh, no. And then uh, Jeremy finished him off by slashing his throat from ear to ear. Uh, he later said it was Jasmine who slashed her brother's throat while he watched from a doorway. So it's unclear who actually yeah. did it, but she stabbed him. Either Small way. potatoes. Yeah. Um, she later said she killed him because it was too cruel to leave him without parents. Yeah. Okay. The, the Very cruel part. fucking kind. Can you imagine? He's like literally asking his big sister, like, why are you doing this? I mean, anyway. It's really upsetting. Jeez. Two hours later, Jasmine and Jeremy were seen laughing and kissing at a restaurant. <sighs> okay. So they were arrested pretty quickly the next the, the day after the bodies were discovered. Um, and they were obviously in different prison cells, but they were exchanging letters. And so Jeremy asked Jasmine, uh, quote, <laughs> okay, just imagine every U is the letter U, Okay. Oh, yeah. My favorite. Okay. Just visualize it. You said you wanted to get engaged. Then here's a cue. Will you marry me? If so, then it is a verbal agreement. Really romantic. Yeah, right. And then she wrote back, ah, ha, 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 ha. I never thought I'd find myself hysterically laughing in a holding cell in these kinds of circumstances. But still, ah, ha, ha, ha. You make me so happy. Yes. Yes, I will. I would love to. This is hours after they fucking stabbed her wild. family later uh asked why she committed the murders uh jasmine said i loved him so much i thought it would bring us closer together and jeremy later said when he was interrogated you ever see natural born killers i think that's the greatest love story of all time wow uh so in june 2007 jasmine jr at the time uh was aged 14 and she went on trial for three counts of first-degree murder, was found guilty on all three counts, and sentenced to 10 years in jail, which was the maximum that's allowed by Canada's uh, Youth Criminal Justice Act. So there was no way she could get over 10 years because okay. she was a minor. I mean, she was 12. Yeah. Uh, in 2008, the following year, Jeremy was found guilty of three counts. Oh, by the way, they both pled not guilty. Just saying. Great. Uh, Jeremy was found guilty of three counts of first-degree murder and sentenced to three concurrent life sentences with an earliest parole date of 25 years. Uh, He's changed his name in prison to Jackson May and has made several failed appeals against his sentence and is still there. Mm -hmm. 
2012, Jasmine was released under conditional supervision and became a so she was basically allowed to be free but she Jesus. had it was almost like parole like she was being monitored and right. had a curfew but she started college um at mount royal university in calgary alberta uh and she basically lived out the last few years of her sentence that way and then um according to one of her lawyers she's become a poster child for rehabilitation uh so apparently while she was going through like intense psychotherapy and all sorts of stuff over the last 10 years she has supposedly come to understand and regret the horror of her crime um in 2016 so two years ago at age 23 jasmine received parole and was released from prison if she remains out of trouble until 2020 uh the murders will be completely expunged from her record so wow basically it'll just be like it just totally just erases itself gone um she's since changed she's out now she's free she's trying to live like a low uh, under the radar life she's changed her name um so it's unknown what her current whereabouts are so some of the research shows that most young homicide offenders so minors who commit murder don't usually commit murders in adulthood so i guess that was part of their like thought process throughout Mm -hmm. this rehabilitation that like it's very unlikely she'll repeat the repeat offender um and then the actually the detective who was on the case when they discovered the bodies who actually has said it took it's taken years to even just get the pictures out of his mind and has said it, it really traumatized him and several of um the other officers and he said like the four of them are still really close because they were the only ones they could talk to because they went through like just the trauma of finding like the little boy's body and all that and he said it just took years to recover but even he and at the time he said he was so angry like he couldn't believe she'd only be away for 10 years but he now has said um that he doesn't think his name is sicondiac and he says he doesn't think she's without hope he said, quote, I don't think she's truly evil. I've met some of those people that are bad to the bone, and she's not one of them. So that is the story of J.R. and the Richardson family murders. Weird. Bat shit. It's a doozy. That guy. I cannot believe. 23. You mean 300. Oh, sorry. I forgot he aged pretty quickly there. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yep, so that's the story. <sighs> Got anything positive to say? There's a Deirdre update Ooh. on her haunted house. Tell me. Apparently, she called me last week because she was having a little get-together at her house. And I've been to her house, so I know the layout of it. But basically, they have a back door. And the only... You can go through the back door if you want, but really the only people who would ever even see the back door is one of her roommates because um, there's a basement, a main floor, and then a top floor. But the top floor is basically like an attic. Right. So there's only one bedroom up there. And um, or there's only one guy sleeping up there. And when he goes down, down his stairs, it leads straight to the back oh, door. Oh, so he can see it if he goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. but other, unless you're that guy, you would never be upstairs to his room. Right. You'd never be there. Um, so she was having this little party. She thought he was upstairs, and they were getting kind of loud. 
And when she, um, at one point, they all heard like a huge door slam from upstairs. And she was like, oh, like he must like just be really mad that we're really loud. And, you know, I was trying to like do the whole like shut the fuck up. Passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah. But she said it sounded like an angry, be quiet. You're being too loud slam. Right, right, right. And um, so they tried to be quiet. And then like an hour later, he came home <gasps> and she was like freaked out. And she asked people at the party that she was like, you guys heard that shit, right? Like you heard a door slam. Like we all heard well, it. And we- it's not like anyone came down after that or like, yeah, was no- up there. Nobody, nobody was there. Nobody did it. But everyone, <gasps> they even like stopped talking for a second and looked around. They're yep. like, oh shit, he must be it really probably mad. Shut them up. Cause it was, yeah. yeah. And so she, and this is after she's been hearing a bunch of knocks and thinking someone was trying to come in and then she'd open the door and no one was there. Don't open the door, Deidre. It was like her bedroom door to oh. like the main floor. Oh, ew. So on her bedroom door. So she, well, she also lives with five guys. And so she always thinks if one of them's knocking on the door, like it might just be them asking yeah, her question. Yeah, yeah. So she'll always open the door and no <gasps> one's there. And then this slam happened. And then last night I woke up to a text this morning saying that there was more knocking. No. Um, and it was like apparently like a creepy, like it was like a weird polite knocking as if like it knew it had creeped her out. And then this morning she woke up and the lights in her bedroom were on. <gasps> and there have been times um, where she's told me that she like came home and like her TV was on or like she had unplugged her TV and it had plugged itself back in. Like, no. I'm pretty sure she told me that. Maybe I'm making it up, but I'm pretty sure she told me that. I'm going to have to check with her. But the door slam definitely happened. And um, she's very, very, very freaked out. And holy shit. I told her to get a crucifix and sage. Yeah. Sage that shit. When in doubt, sage it out. Yeah. My sister's getting that tank top from our shop. Oh, she can't wear anything with a wine glass to school. (laughs) But sage, definitely. But yeah, she's like, that's the only one. I'm like, I'll make you a milkshake one. I will. So sweet. P.S. Speaking of which, we have new merch. Go check it out. We do. Yep. Um, that's it on my end. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. It was a good one. Right? Got me going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you guys. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. Please donate. You don't realize what you're doing for us. We are still going to CrimeCon <gasps> May 4th through May 6th. We're please. officially going. We we're officially going. Tickets. So we have to go so now. So we will be there. So if you want to meet us, please use our promo code ATWWD. Or meet Alexander if you want. Or Renata. Renata will go be there. Go on a date with Alexander. We meet. should just start pitching it by saying Renata and Alexander will be there. And my mom. Well, she won't be at CrimeCon, no. right? But if you want to but wander to Nashville, Nashville <laughs> she'll be somewhere. You'll find her. Um, we also have our website, and that's where we drink that big dot uh, com and we also have our shop and that's why we drink dot where you can get our new merch you can email us at and that's why we drink at gmail.com where we put out a new listener story every first of the month so send in your personal stories true crime or paranormal or drunk um, or and or anything else oh yes we just like fun stuff um you can follow us on our personal accounts vm schultz and x teen schiefer and she for 740 <laughs> and geo la pitching himself um and that's it that's it all right what a what a that's too concise what a ride it's been i know i know what a ride what a ride and that's why we drink <gasps> oh, <fuck>. shit <laughs> i just spilled everything no i didn't okay sorry that's it
Bye. <laughs> hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.